Welcome back to another exciting, thrilling, awesome-tastical episode of the Shredding for Gold podcast. I'm your host and star athlete, Emily Trepanier. Welcome to episode 8 of the podcast. Episode 8, that seems crazy to say because I feel like we just started the podcast just the other day, but here we are. We're on episode 8. Crazy, right guys? How are you liking this podcast so far? Uh, What are we doing well? Um, What do we need to change? Um, What do you think we should add? Um, We want to hear from you guys. Um, So let us know by leaving us a rating. uh, Send us a review. Uh, You can even email us. um, You can email me at trepanyeemily at yahoo.ca or visit the www.wyexcuse.com and there's a tab there that says contact us and so you can send us a message there and let us know what's what are you thinking about this podcast so far um we would really love to hear from you because the only way we're going to get better is knowing what we're doing good and what needs to change so please 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 um if you have a few minutes just let us know because we want to make sure that you guys are enjoying the podcast and If there's something that you want us to add or you want us to change, well, the only way we can do that is if we hear from our listeners. So please, by all means, um, get a hold of us and we'd love to hear from you. So, and don't worry about any feedback. Um, Any feedback is, we're super happy to hear it. So, Um, but yeah, uh, episode eight of the Shredding for Gold podcast. Um, Before we get started, um... We just wanted to remind you to, uh, if you wanted to listen to uh, any of the episodes of the Shredding for Gold podcast, check it out at www.wyexcuse.com slash shredding dash for dash gold. And then just a huge shout out before we get started to our, uh, our, the amazing blind blogger who is my podcast producer and just taking super good care of the podcast and making sure it's getting up into the interwebs so you, the listeners, can um, check it out and listen to it. And so if you're just joining in to the podcast for the first time, just want to welcome you. Um, be sure after you're done listening to this episode to check back for all the other episodes. Um, there's seven episodes before this one, so um, before to check us, check those episodes back, check those episodes out. Um, uh, after you listen to this episode. Um, so, and then just another reminder, you can find us by asking your assistant to play the Shredding for Gold podcast. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we're also in a few other different places. So just ask your assistant to play Shredding for Gold podcast, um, and they should play it for you. Um, so today on the podcast, um, we're going back to the mountains again today, and we're going to chat with my hill coach, John Killo. And so John and I were worked together for four years. He's become a really good friend of mine, and he has been, he has been an amazing coach um, for myself at the mountains, and he really had to step it up uh, in his first year. Um, he had to, he really had to step it up, and 
literally he rose to the challenge and I'm so grateful that he did. Um, we had uh, something happen during his first year of um, training with me uh, that was totally unexpected. Um, nothing happened to him per se, but something happened uh, to one of my uh, coaches on the team. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much details because we're going to chat about that um, within the interview. But I just want to say, uh, John really stepped up after this unfortunate event happened to one of my teammates. And so, and so I'm super thankful that he did because that wasn't an easy task for him to do that, especially with it being his first year of coaching me. Um, but yeah, he has been an amazing hill coach for me and very grateful to have him part of Team Starfish. And looking forward to um, chatting with him in the interview that you're that we're about to um, that we're about to do with John Killo. So let's um, get this podcast started. Um, I hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome to the Shredding for Gold podcast, John Killo. Um, we are happy to have you on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. All right. So, uh, how are you doing, John? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And how are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Okay, so let's get started. Um, so, I have a bunch of questions for you. Yeah. Um, first question. Who are you? Describe what you do and some of your interests for the listeners. And for now, let's leave out winter sports. Okay. We'll get to that very soon. So, so my name is John Killow. Um, I live in London, Ontario. Uh, father of two, husband of one. <laughs> um, <laughs> working for the London Fire, Fire Department. Um, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Um, so now let's get into winter sports. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you initially get interested in winter sports? Uh, well, you know, growing up as a Canadian kid, you kind of have to embrace the snow. <laughs> um, so I was always growing up in a small town. Uh, my uncle would plow the laneway and we'd play on the giant pile of snow that's plowed in the laneway. And, Awesome. Later, I got into skating and skiing and snowboarding. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. I remember doing that as a kid as well. My yeah. dad would always plow out the driveway, and then we'd have like this huge pile of snow, and we'd make like tunnels and stuff, and exactly. we use it as like a tobogganing hill a few times too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your parents probably kicked you out of the house, just like mine did. And... Yep. We Go were play out, outside, right? We were outside until the street lights came on. Yeah. Like for me, it was outside until I couldn't see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes I couldn't see the street lights. So. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, speaking of snowboarding, um, did you start off as a snowboarder 
when you got into it or were you a skier first? Uh, so my first adventure was skiing and a trip to Blue Mountain. Uh, it was a high school trip. And then after that, my friends were snowboarders. So they got me, they got me riding a snowboard and I'm pretty thankful for that. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Tyler? That's awesome. Um, so you started off as a skier and then became a snowboarder. That's awesome. That's yeah. similar to what I did. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So how did you get involved with the London Track Free Program? And how many years have you been involved with it? Oh boy. Um, I know that I got involved through your parents, actually. Okay. My wife works with uh, Jim and yep. he introduced us to the track three program uh i've been doing track three since 2011. um unfortunately because of covid we haven't done it in the last two years but right. hopefully we'll get out this year that's awesome yeah that's awesome and okay that's cool um prior to being involved in the london track three program had you taught such coached anyone with varying abilities before in any capacity and if so describe uh no i haven't done any coaching outside of track three uh but i know when i was a kid growing up playing sports i had peers that would always make sure that kids whether they had disabilities or not would play and have fun as in recreational sports so that's awesome yeah would you say that sort of helped you or inspired you to go down the path of coaching then in a way since you saw that as a saw that as what as you were growing up or absolutely well yeah being playing uh recreational sports you kind of get to know your coaches and uh you learn from them and they become peers and at some point you kind of want to be that same person to somebody else so absolutely in, in some sort of way it's generated me into coaching awesome that's cool yeah. And what type of sports would would your peers be coaching when you were growing up? Uh, typically, I do soccer and basketball, some hockey. Um, so those are the main ones, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fairly cool. Um, awesome. Okay, so going back to when you first started coaching me and snowboarding. What were your initial thoughts when you found out you were going to be coaching a blind snowboarding athlete? And have your yeah. thoughts changed throughout the years that we've been training well, together? They definitely changed. But my third first thought would be like, how? How can somebody that can't see ride a snowboard? I can barely ride a snowboard. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Fair enough. Yeah, so luckily you have a lot of skills that were taught to you before me. And... Uh, I, I just can't believe how good of a snowboarder you are now. <laughs> you know, that's a hard work, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's very impressive. Thank you. Well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, if you remember when you first started guiding me, um, my coach at the time, Andrew, ended up injuring himself shortly after he started with us. Um, what thoughts ran through your head when you realized you were going to be guiding uh, slash coaching needs? 
uh, on your Um. Well, yeah, that's pretty crazy that Andrew got injured the way that he did. Yes. Thankfully, he's good now. Thankfully, he's all better now, yeah. Um, okay, well, I knew that you had some goals that you wanted to meet. And I just wanted to accept that challenge and help you get to those goals. Awesome. Yeah. And we, always, we always kept in touch with Andrew, so he'd yeah. keep, us, keep us motivated and give us tips on how to continue on. He did a really good job stepping up and stepping up when Andrew got injured. So definitely, I'm thankful for that that you did that. So. Well, it's my pleasure. We had a lot of fun. We <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> yeah. The snowball war continued. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some differences between coaching a blind snowboarding athlete versus? An, an athlete who is able-bodied that you have discovered? Mm, I haven't really done a lot of training other than uh, with right. you. And Can you think of some what some differences would be though? Uh, absolutely. Uh, um, I know that working with track tree and uh, training through CADS that they always had uh adaptive tools and different methods of teaching people right whether it was blind or or other disabilities and um it was very helpful that way awesome very helpful. awesome and i was also like chatting with a few of my other hill coaches and one of the other differences they said that um they had experiences that when you're coaching someone who is blind versus coaching someone who isn't, um, your descriptions and how you have to like describe things have have to change quite a bit because obviously I can't see, so you have to really like be able to like describe what's happening so I know what's happening. Would you say that you did a lot of that as well? Yeah, that would probably be the hardest part was just being verbal enough while you're riding through you know like <laughs> all you're about to hit ice and you're already on it and yeah. battling it yourself and yeah the verbal challenge was probably the biggest yeah that's what they were that's what they had said as well is that it was one of the biggest differences and one of the challenges that they had just like figuring out what words they can use quickly it's like something like you said if i got onto ice or whatever yeah. before it got that yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you describe a snowbank? <laughs> oh, snowbank. Well, yeah. That Big help. pile of snow. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Big pile of fluffy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It can be tough. That's for sure. Yeah. You did a good job, though. I am still here and alive, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. You did uh, good. Mission, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Alive and well. <laughs> Okay. Fun. Um, yeah. I think I'd ask what it's like to guide someone who's blind on a hill. So I'm curious, what is it like for you? I've asked some of my coaches previously who I've interviewed, and it's been interesting to like hear their responses and stuff. So I'm curious what it's like. What is it like for you? 
Uh, it's, it's a real challenge sometimes. Um, it's, it's hard to, to, to verbally describe the terrain that you're riding through in the moment while you're going through it. It's, for me, that seems like uh, probably the hardest part. Right, because you're having to like verbally describe it, but it, you have to do it quickly enough so that I know what's up ahead, but, but exactly, quick enough yeah. to the point where I can understand what you're talking about. So. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I couldn't even get left and right straight. So. <laughs> that that's that's not that's okay. Everyone does that. <laughs> Honestly, everyone does that. Oh yeah, that well that's that's as quick as you got to be on your toes sometimes, and yeah, it can be a real challenge. That's for sure. That's great. And I remember you saying that when you were doing your training, you had to go under a blindfold and essentially ski or snowboard under yeah. blindfold um can you tell the listeners about that what yeah you... that was a scary scary moment we uh <laughs> we were we blindfolded ourselves and had a guide and we would get on and off the ski lift blindfolded and that was and, a real challenge and so did you have to did you have to go, go down the entire hill or oh uh, you ride until you fall oh <laughs> that's good or if you're brave enough to continue on then you would continue on but and how yeah. far did you make it? Uh, it felt like 100 miles, but it was probably <laughs> 20 feet, maybe. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So you said you had to like get off the chairlift under blindfold. Um, yeah. How was that? <laughs> uh, it's like you're floating in... A, you know how it is, yeah. Is, but... And the, yeah, the launch ramps and everything. Like, yeah. It's, it's like you're just... You're floating through air and you have there's you don't know where the ground is, you don't know which way is up or down. Right. Did you say that's kind of disorienting? You kind of felt a little bit disoriented doing that? Oh, hundred you know, percent. Yeah. And then you and then when you do touch the ground you gotta try and find your balance on your board. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The chairlift is definitely a challenge. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's icy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then yeah. you just have to hope and pray for good <laughs> good luck good luck yeah all right that's awesome yeah i thought it was like super cool that part of the training you guys had to be under blindfold so you could like sort of like experience a bit of what it's like for someone like me who's who can't see going down the hill. So I thought that was really cool when you had told me about it. So it's, it's definitely perspective. That's for sure. I was going to say that would bring a whole new perspective to guiding, right? Absolutely. I know that my gym coaches and my stand-up paddleboarding coach, they've all, it hasn't been part of their training, but um, working with me, they've all tried to do like whatever we're doing under blindfold under blindfold yeah yeah just to sort of like see what it's like and mm -hmm. i mean they obviously are not they're obviously under under blindfold for a short period of time so they they get a feeling for what it's like but um so they get a better understanding but it's sort of like gives them a bit more perspective of what it might feel like for me first like or someone who is can't see so it's yeah been, absolutely super cool that that's but a lot of my coaches have done that so 
Well, yeah, you make it seem so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Okay. No but it's so fun. Um, uh, once I like get comfortable with like my coaches and everything, it's a lot easier because then I know they know what they're doing and I know what they're supposed to be doing. So, but yeah, yeah definitely start... in the be- definitely in the beginning, it's it's tricky because you have to like gain like the trust and like make like that whole relationship building right so yeah you got to train your guides exactly basically <laughs> yeah basically yeah <laughs> so i guess i do that this year because i'm getting new hill coaches and i'm guide for the hill so um i get to do some pre-training with my new coaches so oh, that's fun yeah that'll be fun i'm gonna get them to go under blindfold too <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna force them to. Yes. <laughs> to do it. Don't worry, I won't guide them. <laughs> no, I'll you're probably. I'll get guide... somebody else to. <laughs> oh come on, you can do it. I don't want to make them go into the. <laughs> well, actually, that could yeah. be kind of fun for them to go into like a tree or something. Hey. Yeah. You might scare them away though. You might lose a, a guide or two. <laughs> I'll just let someone who said it guide them. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, what has been your top three favorite memories since you started coaching? Uh, definitely mom's baking and cooking. <laughs> definitely. Yes, she does. She is a very good baker and cook. Oh, she was, she was uh, a real, real cog in the wheel. <laughs> We're a team here in Ontario. Yeah. yeah, she always kept us full of good food. That's right, primed, primed for the next event. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in all seriousness, probably uh, your your determination. Mm. Um, you know, you always wanted to beat your last race time. Yes. I found that I found that very uh, very I inspiring. Like I like a good challenge. Well, and you just, you're always looking to improve, which is awesome. Yeah. Not just settling for your last race. Right. Um, you know, uh, probably whenever we like make a breakthrough in our techniques, like with our timings oh, yeah. and turns and things like yes. that. Do you remember when we figured out small, medium, and large turns? How exciting that was! <laughs> so simple, but like, what was that like two That's years? So exciting! Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was a breakthrough. Yeah, that's for that sure. That was so fun. <laughs> We're still um, using that set. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you just gotta make it better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And probably my number one favorite thing was. Uh, when we did finish a race, we get to go up on the podium. Walking to the podium was was an honor. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what have you learned from coaching someone who is a blind snowboarding athlete? Hmm. Well, I know what I've learned from coaching you is, uh, you know, life is, is can be really challenging. You know, and you just have to have the courage to take on the challenge. Like you have, you know, you set your goals and you just, you just 
you keep hitting them and setting new ones and continue on to thrive. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And how has it changed you in any, has it changed you in any way? Uh, for sure. I think, I think, um, you know, reaching out, getting help using CADs and track three, um, thinking outside the box and, um, use, use all your outlets, you know, there's, there's people out there just like you that want to do the things that you're doing and they just don't know, they don't have the outlets or they don't, or are unaware of the outlets, I should say. For sure, yeah. There's so much out there that people can like tap into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely if you want to do something and you're listening to this podcast, reach out because there's lots of people and services and programs out there that'll be happy to help you out in yeah, whatever you're it. wanting to do. Give you the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so this is a fun question. Um, if a new coach comes up to you and asks for your advice about coaching a blind athlete, um, what would you say to them? <laughs> uh, ask, ask Starfish. <laughs> she knows. What if Starfish is out? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I definitely am more than happy to help anybody that's looking for help. Um, I think, like I said earlier, just like track three is one heck of a program and right. and CAS as well. They do teach uh, people to, to guide and how to be educators of the snowboarding or skiing. Yep. Um, you know, thinking outside of the box, when you and I were training, we'd like draw on your hand or draw on your back the course we're about to race. Things like that will help. Awesome. Awesome. Um, in your opinion, what are some ways snowboarders can train during the off season when they can't be on snow? Um, and do you have any favorite training activities that you do in the off season? <clears throat> um, well, number one would be SUP, you know, because yeah. Stand up paddleboarding. Yeah, Starfish <laughs> likes to stand up paddleboard. I do, I do. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a great way to practice your balance. It is, actually. And it strengthen your core. Um, yeah, lots of like all that strengthening and balancing and just like keeping up those muscles during the office, right? So. Exactly. Uh, yoga, yoga's great. Mm. Um, that can be that, done like year round too. I do absolutely. it year round, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yoga. <laughs> uh, you could try longboarding on a skateboard. Um, I haven't tried that yet. I'm surprised you haven't. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, I well, someone, yeah. I have someone that's willing to teach me. I just have to get to them. So. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Um, yeah, just you know, there's the gym. Work on your core. Work your leg strength. And probably some meditation. Awesome. Just keep your head clear. Yeah. Awesome. And do you have a favorite activity that you like to do in the off season? Is it one of those or? I enjoy stand up paddle boarding, swimming. Yes. Yeah. Just getting in the water. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Okay, so my next question, um, very random, but where is your favorite place to snowboard? Uh, well, I gotta give a sh- big shout out to Bowler because they made it happen for us. Yep. For many, many years. Yep. We're in local, local hell here in London, Ontario. Yep. Um, and other than that, I think uh, Beaver Valley was a, a real fun one too. Yeah, that was a beautiful one too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And last question: What is your hope for the future of pair snowboarding? Um. Well, I just I just hope that we can get you to the Paralympics. <laughs> um, get that into their program and into their their yearly routine, I guess. Um. I guess making people more aware of it. Hmm. More not aware just, of the sport. Well, not just uh, blind snowboarding, but anything right. that you want to do with track three and um, working that way. That's awesome. And yeah, just getting more people involved. That's cool. Yeah, That's I great. know they're always like looking for more people to help out and to get involved in both track three and cat so I know yeah. they're always looking for people so um, they're all getting they're all getting ready for winter now so they're definitely looking for volunteers all across so mm-hmm. um, if anyone is interested and you're listening to this uh, definitely check out either the track three program uh, they're all across Ontario or the cats program those are all across Canada and yep. we will definitely add those links for the listeners to uh, look at if there's Perfect. any interest or anything. So awesome. Um, do you Super have any? Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yes, indeed, for sure. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we end this? Mm, just keep going and uh, keep training. Um, fingers crossed that you can they they can get a Paralympic program going for you guys. And there's definitely uh, some momentum. Um, coming down the, coming down for the future um, that's, I that's great news. found some super cool things out a few weeks ago I'm not really allowed to say what those are yet because it's okay, still but like, those are getting works, exciting but yeah. it's exciting so it sounds promising so it's gonna have to be a little bit more patient <laughs> well just keep at it and keep trying keep driving push those boundaries push your goals and i know you're gonna make it it's just a matter of time yep awesome awesome well john it was so good to have you on the podcast um thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and we will talk to you again super soon yeah thanks for having me awesome john all right so we will see you all next time on the shredding for gold podcast i'm your host emily trepanier and signing off for episode eight